You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. In biblical numerology, the number 17 symbolizes overcoming the enemy and having complete victory. So receive that for your life. I receive it for my life. Uh, it's not a thus says the Lord, but it does. It's, we, I'm making reference to what it symbolizes, what it represents. And I receive it for my life, overcoming the enemy and having complete victory. That sounds like recovering all. Amen. Now, uh, let me just instate uh, what the Lord is saying to Shekinah Glory Fellowship Center, Jermaine, to 2017. Uh, then, too, I would that you keep in mind, although the Lord is specifically talking to this house, this exhortation does not exclude other believers. Amen. So uh, this is somewhat pervasive or it's a word that is ubiquitous, meaning that it's applicable for believers everywhere. It's just not limited to this house. So those who are hearing this uh, via social media or uh, by way of podcast or CD, this is also for you. Now, this is what God is saying concerning this house is that 2017 is to be a year that hearts turn back to God. Amen. Oh, yes, that is a good place to say, Pastor, I received that. I started off strong, but I got weak midway. But it's a year that we begin to turn our hearts back to God, being that uh, get deeply rooted in Christ. <laughs> that word rooted in the Greek, it carries the connotation of being stable. So what is he saying? I, I need you to have a little bit more stability this year. Now, if I can get Colossians 2, New Living Translation, verses 6 through 8, Colossians 2. Again, this is a year that our hearts should turn back to God. He's talking to this house now, but again, it's not limited to this house, but I'm talking specifically now to you. We have to turn our hearts back to God. There are those who started off strong that are even now are no longer with us as it relates to connected. So you want to make sure that, that I don't allow things to get me off track. And it's hard to uh, get off track when your roots run deep in Christ. See, when your roots run deep, you can take rebuke. You can take correction. You can receive instruction in righteousness. Are you with me? Now, um, here in Colossians 2, just let me give you, first of all, a little uh, context the reason why the Apostle Paul wrote this particular book to the church at Colossae was to combat errors in the church and to show believers that they need Christ in their lives. Uh, there were a lot of Gnosticism going on um, as a result of this heresy. A lot of believers that were part of that church began to sway themselves away from the living God. Uh, and the problem um, with that is uh, we can't allow any sideshow distractions to take me or to allow me to take my focus off of Jesus. Um, you know, if an angel come down from heaven 
and preach any other gospel. You hold true to the gospel of Jesus. Uh, if Reverend So-So have a new revelation that's outside of what's written, you stick to the truth of God's word. I wish I had about two people that said, Pastor, I received that. I was, I was listening to some stuff last night and I had some questions. No, you stick with the word of the living God. And one of the things Apostle Paul was sharing with this particular church is that no matter who comes up with something new, you hold fast to the truth of God's word. Now, let's begin at verse number six, and I would that you read out loud. Ready? Let's read. And now, just as you have accepted Christ, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow. Wait, wait, hold up. When will your faith grow? When you allow your roots to grow down. Listen, I think one translation say deep down into him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth uh, you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Verse 8, don't let anyone, here he goes right here, don't let anyone, everyone reading, capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. Listen to that nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Again, because there were those trying to mix various religions with Christianity, uh, we get what we call Gnosticism, emphasizing to have special knowledge and denying that Christ is Lord and Savior. And if you missed last Sunday, uh, I literally walked you through the scriptures to show you that not only is Jesus uh, God in the flesh, not, uh, but he's God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. He is one bad man. Are you with me? <laughs> so, so if I was you, I, I would get that. But notice how Paul illustrates to us that we are to be stable in Christ. And just as plants draw nourishment from soil through their roots, we draw our life-giving strength in Christ. So when I'm weak, I need to pull on Christ. So when I feel like giving up, I need to lay hold to Christ. Now, I, I wanted to give you a couple of verses uh, for context, then I have rooted, I mean, we're going to use that as an acronym on how to uh, begin our roots or to get our roots to run deep in Christ. But let's go over a couple of these verses uh, real quickly. If I can get Revelation 2, 1 through 7, Revelation 2, uh, verses 1 through 7, New Living Translation. Something else Paul is saying to the church of Colossae, and this might be good to write down. When we know Jesus Christ, we don't need to seek God by means of other religions, cults, unbiblical philosophies, as they were doing in Colossae. In other words, when he said, when you have the truth, there is no need to search for anything else. Then, then, then too, now. Uh, don't allow, you know, now, you know, everybody, as I stated last Sunday, you have people saying this thing now, well, we all serve the same God. No, let's qualify that. Which God are you referring to? And now they're blending or mixing. See, that's what was happening in that day. And Christians were being removed because you said this and you said that, and they didn't know who to believe. But if, if you allow your roots to run deep in Christ, you will discover that life can only be given through him. Are you here? 
Now, let's look at this loveless church in uh, Revelation. Again, some people say revelations, but John had one revelation. It's revelation. <laughs> so he, he, it's not revelations. It wasn't me. It was one revelation. So when, when your uh, theologian friend comes to you, yeah, yeah, we're in the book of Revelations. Uh, hold on. Revelation. Uh, now, let's start at verse one, this is what Jesus revealed to him uh, to the seven churches, uh, and, and many have become like the church at Ephesus. Then, too, when we read through this pericope of Scripture, I want you to understand or do a self-introspection and ask yourself, where am I at today relative to my zeal and passion for Christ? Am I more excited now than I was a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. Because if your excitement isn't higher, that's a good indication that maybe you have left your first love. If I'm no longer passionate about Jesus, if I'm no longer passionate about the things of the kingdom, if I'm no longer passionate about the lost, perhaps you have lost your first love. Ready? Let's read. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the, now, the, of course, and I know many of you know this, that word angel or messenger simply refers to a shepherd or pastor. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, talking about the messenger of the churches, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. Now, that would be Jesus. Verse 2, I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work. Everyone reading that loud. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have... Verse 4, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Or you have left your first love. But listen, the reason why some of us, and I shared some of this yesterday in the meeting, the reason why some of us uh, don't share uh, uh, the love of Jesus with one another is because we have actually lost our love for Christ. And if I really love Christ, it would be easy for me to love my brother or sister as Christ loves me. So when you see brothers and sisters in the body uh, uh, and, and there's this friction and division, no, somebody has taken their eyes off of Christ. Are you here? Notice he says, I have this one complaint. About now, you guys have stood strong in a lot of areas. As a matter of fact, you guys don't tolerate folk acting up and sinning and, and, and making excuses for uh, indulging in nonsense. But one thing, I'm not pleased with how you treat one another. <laughs> and that's why here we say everybody is important. There are no big eyes. No little use. Listen, the only superstar here is Jesus. <laughs> but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. This was true of the church whose name, their name even meant desired. Are you still passionate or is your heart seemingly waning or drifting away? Now, now this was a fervent church, a constant church. And, and let me say something. And when, when it's making reference to the church, not just collectively, but even as individuals, the ecclesia, the individual church. Let me show you what happened as a result. And we want to play with this, talking to Christians everywhere now. We can't play with this because Ephesus was a strong church at one time. 
Now, let, let, can I give you a PowerPoint before I make this next statement? Let me give you a PowerPoint. Write this down. Write this down. The first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold toward Christ. That's, that's the first danger sign that perhaps your love is waning. You're cold now. At, you know, at one time when you had to be at worship no matter what time it started, no matter how many days of the week, I was there. I wanted to be there, but you allowed somebody to say, it don't take all that. It don't take going to work seven days a week, working 16 hours. I'd rather you call me a Jesus freak than to call me someone who's not passionate about Jesus. So the first danger sign for any believers to grow cold, grow cold, excuse me, toward Christ. And realize this, when, when we lose sight of the seriousness, seriousness of sin, we begin to lose the thrill of our forgiveness. I say that again. When we lose sight of the seriousness of sin, we begin to lose the thrill of our forgiveness. Ask yourself, do I love God with the same fervor as I did a year ago, two years ago? What's my path? How many, as a matter of fact, how many people were brought to the body of Christ in 2016 because of my zeal for Christ? How many people did I actually share the message of Jesus with? How many people did I preach the gospel to because of my love for Jesus? Verse number five. Notice he said, look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. In other words, that zeal that you had before, the passion that you had for me when you first received me, we couldn't stop you from naming and proclaiming the name of Jesus. Everywhere you went, you mentioned how good God is. Wherever you went, you shared. As a matter of fact, your whole Facebook post, Bible verses, Videos from worship service talking about how good God is until you allow perhaps somebody to say, why do you always talk about the Lord like that? Mm. Notice he says, turn back to me and do your works as you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Now, I need you to understand this. Remove the lampstand. This does not mean that an individual will lose his or her salvation. In other words, what he is saying is that the church can forfeit its place as being a light-bearing witness in the city. We're supposed to be the light of the world. And he's saying, man, if you don't stop this nonsense, it kills your witness. It, let me tell you how serious this is. Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey, uh, is a city now wrapped in the mantle of Islam, which is 98% Islamic today. Why? Because saints got tired of telling people about, we let people tell us you shouldn't talk that much about Jesus. In a city that should be bearing much light, now the major or the dominant religion is Islamic. Hmm. To me, that sounds like the light has been removed indeed. Are you here? Verse 6. But this is in your favor. Listen to what he's saying. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, Nicolaitans, excuse me, just as I do. Now, the Nicolaitans were believers who compromised their faith in order to enjoy sinful pleasures or desires. Those that sect of believers who would shout, speak in tongues in the church, run around, then go get into some nonsense. God, hey, we love you. Keep coming. But there were the ones. (laughs) 
two people get listen there is now therefore no condemnation in those who are of christ who walk according to the spirit and not after the flesh so this is not to condemn but but he he would just make the point you know again there are a lot of things you do great and, and but and i do even though you don't show love for each other even though you've lost love for me you you have not capitulated to agreeing with sin i do like that about you now get yourself together in other words, he said, now, you, you've gone away, but you, you still have a little bit in you. You still know the right thing to do. Are you with me? But the Nicolaitans were those Christians who made excuses for why they do what they do. And, and I always, you know, they'll justify it. Verse 7, listen to this. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life and the paradise of God. So what are you saying? If I hear this, if I know that my passion, my zeal, my enthusiasm for God is no longer like it used to be, I need to receive what God is saying now. Where did I go wrong? What happened that, that, I no, that I'm no longer passionate about hearing the word of God? You'll be amazed how many Christians, you, you know, maybe have a 30-minute ride, 15, 20-minute ride to work. I don't want to hear word. I want to hear what they saying on the radio on the such, such morning show. I want to hear jokes. and Nothing's blessed, but uh, nothing's wrong with that. But I'm saying when, I, when my spirit man needs to be fed, I don't have time to hear somebody cracking jokes, prank calling. No, I need to hear something that'll help me make it through the day. I don't need anybody running my blood up, then talking about, ha, ha, nah, nah, I got you. <laughs> now, look, with these next few minutes, let me, now, let's deal with this, rooted in Christ. What are we talking about? Rooted in Christ. That's what God is speaking. So it, uh, 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 there are going to be a lot of messages dealing in, in the area of being rooted in Christ. So let's just use the word rooted as an acronym, the R. So there's going to have to be a resolve. If I'm to be rooted in Christ, there's going to have to be a resolve. If I can get Re Revelations 2, 5, notice what the, the, the text says. So there's going to have to be a resolve. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did first. If you don't Metaneo, which is the Greek word metaneo, which means to reconsider, to think again. <laughs> In other words, think about what you've done, and when I really repent, there should be an about face. Because I've considered what happened, because I've taken deep thought, now there should be a change in my attitude. So th that's what, the, when you hear the word repent, if I truly repent, then there should be a difference in my attitude. If I really forgave you and I really, then my attitude, my actions correspond with me saying I repent. Okay. So at number one, there's going to have to be a resolve. I'm going to have to come to an earnest decision. I'm going to have to be fixed in purpose that I'm running for Jesus and I'm not going to allow anybody to hinder me this year. I don't care if it's a new boo, a new who. I can't allow him, her, the job, the this, the that to stop me. I made up my mind. I'm running strong. If I meet somebody, he got to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and an active member in the church. Matter of fact, I'm going to his pastor. How often does he come? Is she faithful? Does she get into nonsense a lot? Or is she a good member does she have a history of bringing multiple men to church when the last time you seen him with another woman 
Am I the fifth one this year? Or am I the first? I need to know his track record. Because I made up my mind where I would give it away this year. I'm keeping it tall to myself. I don't know who that was for, but I, I sent somebody. said, I'm keeping it to myself. I'm going to be stingy with it this year. Now, I gave it away all free. This year, yo, you got to pay for it. What do you mean pay? No, you got to walk me down that aisle and... Do it right. Get counseling from a anointed man of God, anointed woman of God. I ain't giving no more free nookie. I don't know who that's for. I generally don't talk like that, but Lord knows. Some, somebody needed to hear that. I can't give it away this year. I made up my mind. If you didn't get it last night, too bad, so sad. But it's mine this year. I'm giving it a break. Putting it on rest. That was... I felt pretty good. I'm glad I got that out because I don't like talking like that, but I have to obey God. About three brothers looked at me, see, now you done messed it up. You did good. Now she already twitching, talking about, oh. Matter of fact, three women looked up. Wait, 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 Rev. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold, hold, hold up. Hold up. Did I believe God for this man. <laughs> so number one, does going to have to be what? You got to make up your mind. I'm not compromising this year. I don't want to go to the club if we ain't sharing Jesus. I don't want first Friday, second Friday, last Friday if we ain't talking about Jesus. I'm not coming over your house this year to sit and gossip about pastor, gossip about the members, talk about everybody, but the, I ain't doing it this year. See that? So you have to make up your mind. To, to, you have to make that resolve that, that I'm not I'm tithing every seed I get. I'm going to honor God. Why? Because I know he still lives. I know he is supreme in my life. Everything come, I'm, I made up my mind. I'm honoring God this year. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.